You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here podcast. Okay, welcome to episode 20 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. This one's completely unscripted, isn't it, Natasha? It sure is. <laughs> We've both come today going, what day is it? What time is it? <laughs> Where's my coffee? Absolutely. <laughs> I met Natasha up in Broome recently and, again, she spoke at the uh, Women's Forum up in Broome where I spoke and I think she stole the show. <laughs> <laughs> about that I thought the um, other speakers were absolutely fantastic I, I enjoyed everybody everyone was amazing but there were so many things you went said that I was like damn the bitch stole my speech <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're like laughing and nodding like yep <laughs> I, I think you were the one that asked me for my notes later was it you I, as soon as you sat down, I was like, you're coming on my podcast. You need to come on my podcast. <laughs> no, I think you asked me for my notes and I said, I don't I don't talk from notes. I do have dot points and uh, I, I kind of know what I'm going to say, but I don't usually have, have notes. Yeah, because you got up there and it looked like you had notes and stuff in front of you and I thought, oh, good, thank goodness. Yeah, someone's reading <laughs> on some notes. And no, you didn't. You didn't even look at a bloody thing. You just got up there and... You were like Beyonce, but <laughs> in a Tony Robbins kind of way. <laughs> Just nailed it. Oh, look, I think I'm very passionate about the message that I share. So it's really from my heart and it's some, it's stuff that I know. I know back to front. So um, I'm very passionate about, you know, what I want to talk about and what I want to share with the world and stuff. So it's not something that I usually have to prepare too much for because I already kind of know what I want to say. Yeah, that's so good. And I think what what you know and what you're so passionate about, and this is why I really wanted to get you on here, is what so many of us don't know at yeah. all, yeah. nothing about. And in episode, I think it was about episode seven, I did a um, podcast with one of my friends, Nerily, and her husband, Bill Fennell. They have a business called Kuya Wongi, which I'm always scared I've said wrong, uh, down in Bustleton. And we spoke about breaking down barriers between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people and leading into that podcast I said to her I'm really really nervous because I am not um educated I don't understand you know all of this stuff and I'm scared to have the conversation and she said to me everyone's scared to have the conversation so nobody has the conversation and we need to be having the conversations because that's how we can get the people to learn and be educated yeah definitely so um and oh, yeah. I work as well at Kimberley Jiggers is about reconciliation because we do see that gap, you know. Yep. And now we see people trying to be too politically correct in regards to Indigenous affairs because they're really afraid to be offensive. You know, and um, they don't need to be. Like, let's just have those conversations. Let's just ask those hard questions. Let's just talk about those things that people don't want to talk about. Exactly. Because you know? I know for me, I was like, I'm so terrified of saying, and this is not just regarding this issue. <laughs> This is regarding many issues because inappropriate, you know, and pulling the piece is kind of my thing. So things don't come out the way they should. But, yeah, I get scared to have these serious conversations because I think, oh, my gosh, I do not want to upset or offend or disrespect anybody. Um, 
But anyway, here we are. And okay, so Natasha owns a business called Kimberly Jiggers. Yes. <laughs> is that how, is that, I said it right, didn't I? But it's spelled J-I-G-A-L-S. Is that right? J-I-Y-I-G-A-S. Yeah, And I know that means birds. It does. It's a Jaru word for birds. And so Kimberly birds, Kimberly Jigas, it's like I'm using birds as a metaphor for the fact that I'm a collective of women. Okay, got you. Yes, because... Yes. So my friend has a business called Queer Wongi and I think um, that means frogs or something along the lines of frogs and he said that's their um, like kind of like a family emblem or yes. I, don't, I don't know how to best Maybe. describe it. Yeah, but totem. Maybe something like that. Totem. Yes, that's the word, totem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow learner. That's all right. That's all right. So, yeah, Sorry. I did. I, I established my business back in 2018 and um, I thought, I thought, okay, look, I know a lot of fantastic women and, and I, and I recognise that women, um, particularly in my case, Aboriginal women were not sort of being um, activated or, or, you know, resourced appropriately and recognised for the fact that they're incredibly... Uh, community-minded people who are making, you know, a lot of the a lot of the um, contributions. They weren't being recognised in that way, and so I thought I, I know a lot of fantastic Aboriginal women. So if we if we unite as one, I, I believe that there's strength in unity. So if we unite mm-hmm. as one and start saying that we here are uh, Indigenous women as consultants that can be further utilised by whoever to get a better outcome for Aboriginal people, I think that'll really be a step in the right direction. And so we launched in 2018 and we've slowly been growing and steadily been growing because I think people recognise the truth of that reality, you know, how, yep. how fabulous uh, women are in my case. <laughs> like I said at the, at, the, at the conference, you know, like I think Aboriginal women in particular are my role models because that's primarily who I'm sort of spending my time with and who I'm recognising as you know, fantastic human beings and contributors to our community. And um, so, of course, I want to promote Aboriginal women. Of course, I want to promote their voices, which is a big part of my business, the amplification of Indigenous women's voices. Um, yep. In our case, we're Kimberley Aboriginal women. But we also want to mm-hmm. promote our culture in a really positive way through, you know, personal storytelling and telling the story ourselves about who we are and where we want to be in the future for with our people, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, we're all open to learning and, um, and, you know, it's very on topic, isn't it, um, <laughs> where we're at in the world today. You know, we all want to be educated. We want to understand and, um, you know, your, you sharing your experience was – and I love that you shared your experience of being a woman yeah. amongst the men in your culture and what yeah. that was like. And yes. <laughs> That's right. It's quite relatable. <laughs> it's very relatable, isn't it? I shared those words, the gunning murpa, you know, which is the words from the Walmajeri language, um, which one of my aunties told me about, which which literally means women are the bottom people. You know, yeah. these are, there's a terminology within the Aboriginal, you know, um, society wow. for the fact that, look, you're, you're basically a second-class citizen. But I think that's, that's around the world. You know, women, men have this, you know, this uh, attitude towards women that was sort of second class, second rate and, and sort of, you know, um, to be told what's going to happen rather than to be involved in the decision making, which is 
I think where the, that floor is, you know, so not 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 recognizing really the value. I think really clever men um, say to women, say to their wives, say to their sisters, say to their daughters, you know, what do you think about this? Because women are coming at it from another perspective. They're Absolutely, very family orientated and family minded and community minded. So. Uh, you know, we would never want to be in a situation where women are just completely leading and not asking the men. Uh, we wouldn't want to do that either because we have to have men and women, no. you know, in the picture. But up until this point, it's, it seems as if women haven't really been recognised in their in their ability to contribute enormously to that conversation of social change, which is what we're all about. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, a big part of our our um, mandate is also to I- encourage women into business opportunities. And, yes, and um, so we believe that we want business and economic, you know, uh, sorry, social and economic, you know, development to happen uh, concurrently at the same time towards the same, you know, vision. So, and just recently, I think it was the Prime Minister. Um, of New Zealand, Jacinda, you know, I talked about when you have economic empowerment going on and social disadvantage, that's not, that's not um, success. That's failure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's a and really big problem because we see that we're living in a very prosperous region and a very prosperous country, but yet we've got Aboriginal people way behind eight ball and, and it's, they don't match. Way behind the eight ball. And it's, um, I think it's something that doesn't get maybe discussed enough or we don't recognise enough. You know, we talk so much about, you know, cultural issues or whether they're going on in other countries when there's so many issues within our own yeah. that <laughs> seem to not never get talked about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a long way to go, but I think we're making a start. And I feel like the tables are turning. Maybe people have said this before. I don't know. But, you know, at my in my time in my life, having been in this space for the last 25 years, I feel like tables are turning and tides are turning and, and women are now being able to be recognised because, I mean, like there's a global movement happening. Um, oh, there sure is. <laughs> happening. So, uh, you know, and I was actually just in Broome just – whenever that was, two months ago, prior to going to this women's forum that I met you at, but interviewing the fact, interviewing three Aboriginal women uh, contesting for the seat of Kimberley, which had never happened before. Yes, yes. That's exciting. That's exciting. That That is exciting. Yeah, we've never had three Aboriginal women run for that seat before. So people are obviously thinking to themselves, look, I believe I can do this job. And and having that courage and that boldness um, to step out and say, I'm going to put up my hand because I'm not happy with the status quo. I'm looking around. I'm not not satisfied and I want to see something better. And I think we should all have that fight inside of us when we see something because every person has got something in their heart that they want to achieve in their life, you know, that they're born for. Absolutely. That they're passionate about. And so don't delay. Don't waste time. um, Go and do. And hurry up, you know. That's what I, that was my message too at the forum. It's like hurry, I think quickly. you weren't there for my talk, no. but I, it's the same as I had a similar message. I said, "Oh, I think I referenced you." I'm like, Natasha's already said it, but <laughs> um, and that was my thing as well. Having um, experienced um, a bit of tragedy in my life recently, yes. it took that for me to kind of rip the Band-Aid off and go, you know what, I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to do what I want to do. I don't give a shit what other people think because life's too short It and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and it's a shame 
And I had this conversation with, um, did you see Alex Atkins who spoke about being the woman in mining? Oh, yes, I did. Yes. Yes, I spoke to her last week. She, uh, what an amazing, amazing lady. And she's also been through a really traumatic time in her life that was a game changer for her. And I said to her, it's a shame that you have to go through something like that to have to open yourself up to chasing your dreams. Yeah. And I wish that you could give people, empower people to do that without having to go through any kind of traumatic experience to arrive at that, you know, conclusion. But they become epiphanies, don't you think? Like, you know, those those moments. And they become become part of your story and a part of your journey and the fact that sometimes bad things happen to jolt you into that realisation that you're not going to be here forever and um, you need to hurry up and get your jobs done, you know. And and you know what I find too, Elsa, like people – sometimes when traumatic things happen to people, they just really, really, really take a long time to recover. And, and yes. I, I just think to myself, look, let it go. Like um, you, sometimes things happen that's out of your control or whatever. I mean, I'm not I'm not discounting the severity of those things sometimes, but grab a hold yes. of it, grab a hold of it and just, you know, and, and move on with, with um, you know, your, your um, contribution that you're going to make to society. Don't let it define you, you know. Don't let those moments define you or or rejection stop you or anything. Don't let anything stop you. Get back as quickly as you can and pursue those things that, you you know, many of us have had since our childhood. Absolutely, absolutely. And I loved when you said um, (laughs) don't don't be copying other people, just be yourself. Don't be trying to be like that person over there. Truly, truly, I see it. You see it. And I think that resonates because they know it's true, right? Yes, and it was part of my talk as well because I was like putting this message out there right now, which is be yourself, be genuine and be authentic. And the only way you're going to stand out from the crowd in a very, very yeah. um, overcrowded market yes. It's to be yourself. And I feel like the more we keep saying that, the weirder people are getting. (laughs) And I'm like, if you're not, you know, crazy and dancing and extrovert, don't pretend to be. You don't have to be a full-blown weirdo. You can be you. You might be an introvert that's really professional or knowledgeable or obsessed with something like, I don't know, you might be obsessed with nature. You do that. Yeah. You don't have to be loud it's, it's, to be seen. It's very, very <laughs> I think the message is getting confused. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I know um, a lot of introverts. I know people who are very much on the quieter side and they're powerful in their own right because oh. that's their way. Mm-hmm. And they don't yep. have to try and be any other style or, or you know, you know, not, not what they are. So definitely. Just be exactly who you are because you're the right combination of all the things that you need to be, like I said, to fulfill your own destiny and your talent is in your hand, you know, how I said that? So your talent is already in your hand and then you've been given that personality that you've got and so combined now you're just like this one and only, um, you know, model of that's Mm -hmm. ever been created. So that's it. You're it. There's there's no other version of you anywhere in the world and that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And thank God, because I'm not sure the world will do deal with two of me. <laughs> so yeah, and people people lose sight of that, you know. Yes, but that's, that's and so where the power is at just being yourself. 
Absolutely. Yourself, not someone else. <laughs> That's the message. And Natasha, did you where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Broome? No, no. So I, I've grown up in the in the East Kimberley. So I'm based in Kananara right now. Which is pretty I didn't realise that. Yeah, pretty much my, my childhood home. Um, I'm originally from Horse Creek, which is Jaru country, and so that's my mm-hmm. grandmother's country, and that's where I originally come from. But my parents moved to Kununurra uh, almost 40 years ago now, so I've, I pretty well grew up in Kununurra, and this is where I've spent most of my life. I've lived a little bit in the in the West Kimberley as well, but um, yep. yeah, I've been I've been back in Kununurra for a long time now, and uh, this is where we've been raising our kids and doing our stuff, you know. Yeah, I was in Kununurra before I came to Broome, actually, doing some yeah. talk, um, workshops up there with the KSBS. And I love Kununurra. I've been there quite a few times. It's one of my most favourite places it's on the planet. It's a very beautiful location. I, I think it's a very beautiful location. It's stunning. It is uh, one of the most beautiful places on, on earth. And I think because yeah. it's still so untouched, you know, you can go out to some of those waterfalls and there's not a single person around and there's not many places that beautiful in yes. the world left that haven't been destroyed yet by humans. Oh, well, I was talking to somebody this morning who was out at El Cuestro yesterday and uh, he said that it was absolutely packed out there yesterday. He said there were cars everywhere and, of course, it's the start of the tourist season, right? Of course, and, yeah. And so they're saying that it'll be a big year. Uh, for tourism with with everything that happened last year and the fact that people can't yes. travel internationally at the moment. Um, but, you know, it, it's about time that more people come and see, you know, what the outback looks like because your own country is so fabulous. You know, your own backyard. Uh, I'm a huge advocate, huge yeah, advocate. People, people are flying internationally and it's like travel to the outback, travel to the Northern Territory, travel to the Kimberley because you're going to be amazed at what's out there. Um, and it's we. I went up. Um, I've been up a few times, but about a year or so ago, um, Maria, um, her mum is Fraqua. Um, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Maria yeah. Magne. They own Lily Land, yes. and she, and my friend Julia. Um, she also is from Kununurra, and we went for a drive. I think is it which is the waterfalls where you kind of there's a waterfall and then you climb up and there's another waterfall and then there's another one. Is it Meadow Springs or Middle, no? Middle Springs. Middle Springs. Middle Springs. Yep. And we get to the top waterfall and the four of us sat and we called it getting pounded by nature in the waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> and now that's our saying. We're going to go get pounded by nature for an hour and it was the most – we all just, no one spoke for an hour. And when we all left, we were just like, that was like the most spiritual healing hour of our lives. It was like everyone in Perth needs to know, stop paying money for your shrink. Oh, <laughs> stop spending money on antidepressants. Get in the, on a plane, go and sit in that damn waterfall and all your problems will go away. Honestly. Honestly, it was, yeah. I incredible experience absolutely incredible and there'll be nothing else like it in the world yeah yeah no it's it's a very beautiful place so you can have those opportunities and I think maybe people being more disconnected from nature or just connecting with country and stuff you know people people get a little bit crazy because they're living in a concrete jungle or they're always surrounded by four walls or life is chaotic too it's moving at a very fast pace 
Absolutely. uh, Those things can take a toll on people's well-being, you know, social, emotional well-being. Even when I am up in Kununurra and Broome and I speak to the businesses at my workshops, you know, normally it's about digital marketing and social media and all of that stuff that you love, Natasha. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I always say to everyone, guys, do you realise where you live? Like this, you have your entire social media strategy out your back door. Like post the pictures of where you come from. Tell the story of where you come from. Show people where you are. None of you are doing it. It's like you're so forgotten that you live in the most incredible place on earth with the most incredible scenery. I'm like, I want to see pictures of your backyard on your social media because that is you and that is your business and that's your story. So share it, please. You're right. So what I do on my social media is just sharing a lot about different women and different events that I'm hosting and things like that. But every now and again, I think I need to chuck a little image in there of the scenery of the country, you know? It's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. To entice people to come and visit us, yeah. There's so much up there that just nobody knows anything about. But one of my things that fascinates me and I want to ask you about, Natasha, is I always get interested in when you're living, because Kununurra is remote. Yep. Like I still call it the outback. It's the outback up there. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys didn't have any fruit and veg in coals for a couple of weeks back there. Yeah, yeah, about a week <laughs> the truck was, um, yeah, couldn't get past, so we didn't have anything in <laughs> coals. I saw everyone on Facebook going, finally coals has fruit and veg. <laughs> Um, but I want, I do, I love to hear how you grow your business living in a remote community. So for you, is it been, um, that you get out there and you're vocal and you're engaged in the community? Um, do you use online platforms? What, what, what has helped you, Natasha, grow your business living in Kalanara? I think I've been very fortunate because I don't have a whole lot of competitors, Yes. So that's very helpful. <laughs> There's um, definitely only one of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically, even though they say, you know, and I'm a first-generation business owner, so I'm yes. learning all of this as I go along. And it's been a huge, you know, thing to absorb and to, you know, work through. And I couldn't probably even tell you half of the things that have happened already, you know, over these last two and a half years since I launched. Um but the fact of the matter is I've set up something that's really quite necessary in our community. So we, there's this need for Aboriginal consultants and people to be sort of mediators uh, between governments maybe and community to bring that bridge, yeah. build that bridge. And, and so I've set up something that's very vitally important, uh, very accessible. Um, I don't have a whole lot of competitors. So it's, it's been able to get good traction fairly quickly is what I would say. Yes. And I also yeah. pride myself very much on doing an excellent job. So Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> you're like an you're like a ninja, you're all over it. You're amazing. <laughs> so I love to like I've got a camp coming up next week. I'm I'm hosting a camp for forty women in the West Camp. Hang on, did you say forty? Yeah, forty. Forty. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. We've got 40 women coming together. Um, it's actually going to be out on Boonaba Country, which is just just um, out of Fitzroy Crossing at a, yes. at a school, which is Yirrmalay College. And I've got 40 women coming out there for three days to spend time with me talking about leadership, 
and business. Um, and and I, I excel at those things because those are my passions, like project management, event management, bringing women together, talking to women like I shared at the forum. You know, I love to speak to women. I love to um, um, share what I'm doing. I like to hear what they're doing. Um, and and I, I put on a really good show for people. It's not a show. I put on a really good um, event for people okay. so they can basically come along had that time, it's a time of reflection as well as refreshment and, and just have yeah. it, having that time of networking. You know what, how powerful it is, you know, the, the Broom Forum. Absolutely. You know, you know the power of relationships women. is everything. Yeah, you get all those women in a room and then the atmosphere changes. There's a bit of electricity in the air, you know. Yes. And then <laughs> and then it's just all action. Then it's, you don't know who to talk to. You. It's, it's so exciting because you're just like there's people everywhere, you know. And then that's how ideas are born and opportunity grows. Honestly. And then you never know, you never know what's going to come out of it. And so when, so when the, even when that broom opportunity came up to speak, they were like, look, are you willing to come over? Someone's just recommended you and blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, totally. I would come over there, even though I had to be over there for the whole week because the flights are very limited at the moment. You've got to, fly I know. to go back on a front. You've got to be there for a whole week to go to one event on the Wednesday, you know? You were probably on my plane from Kananara to Broome. <laughs> yeah, I probably was. Um, you probably, I think I flew in on that yeah, early that it, Friday morning. It must have been. So, um, yeah, so, but those are, those are great opportunities because you have so many chances and opportunities to share with so many different women and, and then you find synergies, you know, between people who are doing similar work to you or where you can connect or where you can join together and that's what it's all about as well. So if I can't do something by myself, I'll I'll connect up with another person who has a like vision, similar. Oh, absolutely. And then you can get yes. it done. But but I because to, I love to bring women together. I love to network with women. I love to connect women and say, you two should go together. You two should be together. Go and do something together. If you can't do it by yourself, connect with somebody and get it done. I feel like you're just like speaking my language. <laughs> like this is <laughs> like exactly everything I am all about. I my preach like the power of relationships yeah. is absolutely everything, and you don't have to do everything on your own. You know, so many times we sit here going, "I can't figure this out." Hang on a second. Yeah. Like there are so many people around, and when you come together. Well, there's a saying I always use on my website and I can't remember. It's something like working together. Oh, God, I can't remember. I'll have to find it. Um, <laughs> um, but there's so much power in unity, relationships in business, and we all need them. We all need to nurture them. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's coming together is a beginning. Yep. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. Nice. I can't, I can't claim it. Came from Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> but the old boy was onto something. <laughs> I just love that because I'm all about coming together in relationship. And a lot of people are really scared to put themselves out there. And I, I kind of always say, you can't just expect to show up to one thing or and then everything's going to fall on your lap. Yeah. Like relationships take time. Yes. Networking takes time. You know, like I met you at Broom um, Conference. Yeah. I fell in love with you immediately. Now I've stalked you onto my podcast. <laughs> you know, in a year from now, who knows where we'll be. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how you have that connection with certain people? Like I believe, I really believe this. So certain people um, 
I just have a connection with immediately and I believe that that person is now a part of my work, my destiny and each other's destiny, you know. Other people, they yes. don't fancy you. Other people, they just don't. They just yes. meet and they're like, goodbye, hello, goodbye. You know, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's I also said there. that in my talk. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, am I copying you or are you copying me? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're living parallel lives here. Like, <laughs> I said, because I, I swore like a trooper in my, um, I swear a lot. And I said to everyone, I said, listen, and I actually quoted you. I said, Natasha's already said it. But I've sworn like a trooper, like a trucker, I think. And I said, and some of you are going to hate that. Some of you are going to think I am, it's disgusting. And that's okay that you're not for me, but some of you will love it. But if I didn't come up here and do that, I would be pretending not to be myself. I have a foul mouth. My mother and father have tried to beat that out of me. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually have dialed it back a notch. <laughs> yeah, so look, take it or leave it. Take it, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. It's exactly that. So I don't try and be something uh, for somebody else apart from what I already am. So uh, take it or leave it. <laughs> well, I'm taking it. <laughs> uh, look, I just think Natasha, what you're doing is amazing. I think you're a really bright light, and I think. I would love I'm so happy to share your story because I just I think I think you're headed in a really special direction. I feel I really that. do. I feel that and um I'm excited about the future and um the journey ahead and like I shared as well I love to honor and um pay so much respect to the women that I work with and uh, the women that are my mentors and my advisors especially in my business. And uh, yes. they haven't been heard and they haven't been validated. And uh, for me to put them on a platform is extremely uh, special and important to me. And, yes. Um, that alone, I think, Elsa, that alone is setting me apart because very few people are honoring people around them because we're living in a very self-serving world, self-interested and re- very self-motivated, not self-motivated, but basically yes. self-serving, very, very, very um, yes. selfish, you know. Yes. And, and so because we're living in that kind of environment, suddenly when you're a person that basically steps out of that and starts saying, well, what about the people around me? You know, it's different straight away. It's different. And um, yes. I think it's I think it's special. And um, the, the work that we want to put our hand to in the future, to me, is so exciting because very few people are traveling down that road. Well, I'll take the road less traveled. I will. I'll take yes. the road less and traveled. I- and I can directly quote you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm starting to sound a bit single white female stalkerish here. But I wrote it down when you said it. What did I say? <laughs> when other women succeed, yeah. I succeed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I loved that. Yeah. I loved it. I've yeah. like that. I, I wrote it down because I was like, I don't want to forget that line. That is, I mean, and I'm sure other people have said it, but it, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And, and yes. so you know, you know when that comes from Elsa, it comes from a place where I'm already confident in who I am and what I'm doing and what my purpose is on on planet Earth, right? So I'm not, I don't compare myself to other people. That's a strength for me. So it's it's yeah. okay. It's okay if other people do this, do that, do well, you know, do better. That's fine. That's completely fine because they've got their talents. They've already got their God given mm-hmm. talents, and they're doing their work according to what their you know what their life is all about. So I'm doing my work and I don't compare myself to other people. So that's my strength. 
You see? Yeah. It's my strength. So I, I move on ahead with what I'm doing. I, I'm not too bothered about if people like me or don't like me because I'm, I'm very confident in who I am and, and where I'm going. So when I see other people, and I don't suffer generally from jealousy. I don't suffer from that. You know, I just yep. good on you. So when other people, whoever they are, are doing well, I'm like, that is absolutely fantastic. We need role models. We need people like you achieving. We need people who are very confident and sure of themselves and what they're able to um, contribute here to this conversation, to this matter, to this situation, to this community. That's absolutely fantastic. So I don't, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered at all. And so I think we want to get away. We want to step away from selfishness. We want to step away from jealousy and, and like, I don't want to share that. I don't want to share this because they might do better than me and this and that, whatever. <laughs> leave those things alone. Yes. Just leave those things alone. There's yeah. enough. There's enough for everybody. There is enough for everybody. That's something else I always say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you interviewing me or am I interviewing you? Move in. <laughs> me for my life for my life other people love me for my life you know i just think you're a force to be reckoned with as soon as you get up on that stage i was like oh my god you i am in love with this woman i mean as soon as you took, took the piss out of jessica rowe and her song that was a literal true story where i was like the day before thinking well i can't bloody wear my thongs on the stage i'm gonna have to pack one of these sandals and then she just comes in from nowhere <laughs> with their thongs on the stage you can't wear thongs on a stage when you're doing a presentation you can't do that unless you're Jessica Roll. <laughs> it was so funny I told lots of people that story I was like it was so good I actually saw those green sparkly shoes in the green room later I did <laughs> I was like did. They were wow killers. they were killers I was like, I don't know what she was thinking, packing those for Broom. But she was fabulous, wasn't she? She was so real and raw. She was fabulous. She's just like she's an amazing, so energetic, yeah, and colourful. So colourful, so well presented. So yeah, yeah, speaks. I do have to say, and I have said this already in my last few episodes, that that. When I come to Broome and Cunard, because I'm based in Perth now, I grew up on a farm and I'm a farm girl at heart, hence why I think I feel such a deep connection when I do travel in the country. I love it. Yeah. But when I – events like that one in Broome and when I come to Cunard, yeah. I form the most genuine connections and relationships. I've made so many amazing connections up there. I think sometimes, not always, but sometimes – things particularly in Perth can be a bit superficial it can be a bit let's create a fancy event that's going to look good on Instagram yes and being up there in Broome every single person that told their story up on stage that day all that came and spoke to me afterwards just it was just really genuine and authentic and really incredible brave and it it was not there was no airs or there's no bullshit yeah it was just real, yeah. and I absolutely loved that so, so much. I think women, I don't know, those, those events tend to have, um, tend to allow people to become very vulnerable. I don't know what happens. I mean, you even had advice, really, even sharing some, you know, personal things. Yeah. Which, you know, there's a lot of women in the room. How many were there? There were over 100 women in the room. It was like 140 or yeah, something. 140 odd women. And so 
you allow yourself to really share who you are and um, that's a very vulnerable, you know, position to be in. But that's what people tend to do and that's what makes those sessions so powerful because what had happened is that I had spoken at the International Women's Day here in Kanara before I flew to Kanara. And so the same thing yep. had happened here on the Monday. We under breakfast here on the Monday and um, yes. so I was one of those four speakers. And again, women are talking about, you know, elements of their life where tragedy is. They say life is all about tragedy and adversity and triumphs and all sorts of things. It's not yes. like one little smooth little ride from birth to, you know, I know. cradle to grave. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. It's all got all sorts of uh, ups and downs. And so, but what we tend to see is just people on an even plane. What we tend to see is just people, you know, putting on a brave face or, or you know, are pretending yes. maybe a little bit or they're wearing a mask. But but every now and again yes. people will say, look, my son had, you know, taken drugs and, and um, this happened and all sorts of manner of things have happened to people in their life. And so when you get a glimpse of that, when they when they open that up to you, 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 you really get to look at people in a different way and go, well, how can I really be a part of this person's, you know, healing or, yes. or, or you know, recovery or or for them to still achieve all that they you know achieve but you're also inspired by that because many of them have just continued to move ahead well I know that day because my talk wasn't until the mid-afternoon slump at 2 30 so um (laughs) and um I everyone before me had shared so much were so vulnerable and shared so much. So when I got up, I, I went totally off script because I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Everyone else is so brave. I'm going to put my hand up and say, yeah, this shit's happened to me. Yeah. Yes, I've had mental health issues. I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody loved it. It woke everybody up because I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, that wasn't, I said, this wasn't part of my talk, but everyone else has done it. So. Here it is. You're going to get Elsa unfiltered. And my mum actually snuck in um, and because she was up from, they live in the wheat belt. Yeah. But they came up for the week and she was up the back filming it when I got oh, off stage. Her face was like dead serious. <laughs> like, Elsa. <laughs> really? Do you really have to swear that much? I'm like, well, I warned you. I warned you. <laughs> Oh, how beautiful your mum was able to be there. Oh, so glad. I was so glad. Yeah, it was really, um, as soon as they asked me to talk, I just was like, oh, mum, I just feel like I would really love for you to come up for this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. And also, you know, then she could watch the kids. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's a practical, you know, benefit as well. You know what I couldn't get over is the amount of the, the speakers were from all over the place. I don't know how they found everybody. Uh, I'd just like to say that Elaine from the Broom Chamber of Commerce did an outstanding job. I thought the event was absolutely fabulous and I keep meaning to send her an email to say, you knocked it out of the ballpark. That was a a wonderful day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think everyone had a fantastic time. So, Natasha, I could talk to you for two days, but I won't because as much as um, I'm having a good time, people might get bored of (laughs) laughing at each other all the time thank you so much for chatting to us now I want you to just tell my listeners where can they you know where can they find you what's your website what's your Facebook or if they ever want to reach out to you for whatever reason and help share your story how can they do that oh look we're on just about every platform because I've got you know Mari working with me and you know Mari's the um the Trello queen she was mortified by the way 
uh, that she had made on the Trello board. The Trello board queen, and uh, she was mortified that she made it into my speech in Broome. But um, so she she's helped me to get onto everything. So I'm on LinkedIn as Natasha Short. Um, Kimberly Birds is on Instagram. Kimberly Birds has its own website, so just Kimberly Birds or Kimberly Jiggers, either way. Um, we've got um, social media, so Kimberly Birds Facebook. Uh, yep. You can sign up for our newsletter that we send out three times a year via our website. Um, and also listen in to our Kimberly Shiro's podcast that I do. You know, I do similar things that yes. you're doing, um, but with, yes. with Kimberly Avenue women so they can get to share their stories as well because, of course, my work. At it's called Kimberly Heroes, isn't it? Shiro's. Heroes. Shiro's. Maya Angelo said, you know, that we've got heroes, but don't forget the Shiro's. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Seriously. And you know what? Thank you, Natasha, for just being you and doing your thing. It's amazing. Thank you so much for having me. We're best friends now. We are. are. We'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.